0: Hey, rock stars. So today I want to talk about flyers. I just got off the phone with a student of mine, student slash client, where he wanted me to go through a new flyer that he produced, and he wanted to send out to the national retailers. And the thing was an absolute mess. Uh, In his defense, Uh, It's a small shop. He literally owns one shopping center. So he had never done this before. So I completely understand. And, uh, And I just gave him some pointers which I wanted to share with you. So one, everyone in the world are opening up emails at stoplights. I just want everyone to understand that that's what's going on. No one's admitting that, and certainly I don't do that, but everyone else in the world is doing that. So if you are sending a flyer to Dollar Tree or to Ulta or to TJ Maxx, it's highly likely that the rep and the manager or the broker, um, whether they're opening it up at a stoplight or not, that's about the amount of time and attention you have from them to look at it. So, and the, and 90% of the time they're opening it on their phones. So they're opening up the flyer, the attachment, you know, in the subject line, I recommend that you put the name of the city and maybe if the street is important. So let's say you have a site in Orlando on International Drive. So, you know, iDrive it, it, or International Drive comma, Orlando site. So that gets their attention. They're looking in that market, they're looking on that street, they open it up. Then it has to be very easy with the information that is important to the retailer. So what is important to the retailer? It's important if you have the box that matches their requirements. So if you are reaching out to TJ Maxx, you need to have a box of 30000 or maybe it's a 60000 that you write in the flyer can be split. If it's a uh, floor and decor, they need 80000 So presumably this would be a former Kmart, a former Walmart, a former whatever, right? It's got to be a large box. If it's a Sally Beauty, you know, they want 1,500 square feet. So you need to have, the flyers should be pointing out, we have your size for you. Because that's the first thing that they're going to be looking at. And maybe it is a form, maybe you're sending it to Chick, Chipotle and you want to address, I have a restaurant that's 2,500 square feet on an end cap with a drive through. So even if the site plan shows that, you know, Tijuana Sally's is in that location, make it known from the flyer or in the email that the Tijuana Sally's spot is the one you're sending to them. So that's the first thing. So the subject line gets them to open it because it's the city and the street where they are currently looking for a site. And then second of all, do you have space for me that matches my criteria? Great. The next thing they wanna look at, presumably, is population, income, daytime population. Those are are three things that are very important. If they are a Dollar Tree, they may not wanna go in income levels of 200,000 per family. If they are uh, coin laundry, they, are definitely not gonna to go to a market that's got 200,000 of income, right? If they are a tutoring, they're not gonna to go to incomes of 30,000. So you're the tenants you're sending it out to, you need to have a feeling, and you can get this through research, what is the income levels that this particular tenant is looking for? There's some high-end gyms that need high-end populations, high income, and then there's some gyms that look for low income populations. So you need to um, research and brush up on this information. And then population. So if your population is low for the retailer, maybe the retailer wants 50,000 people in a mile and you only have 25,000, you may be able to boost that up with daytime population. Daytime population is how many employees are in the area? So, um, and in this particular flyer, this gentleman had uh, daytime population employees for one mile, 10 mile, and 20 miles, which I've never actually seen that. And then above that, and they were low, they were like 1,300 in one mile and 20,000 in 10 miles. And then on the, the line above that, he said daytime population 40,900. And I said, where did you get that number? And why doesn't that jive with the with the graph below that number? And he said, oh, I don't know. I got that from someone else's flyers. So don't use other people's information. You need to research and get information yourself because that was a definite error. Probably someone trying to make stuff up. And you don't want to put something on, on your flyer that you haven't Confirmed and know is accurate from a specific uh, research site. Uh, a lot of tenants want to know traffic counts. Um, a lot of tenants would love to see an aerial or maybe like the parapet signage, like what does the storefront look like? And a lot of tenants would love to see, you know, who, what other retailers are in the area. What they don't want to see and they don't care about is. Um, what was on this guy's flyer when the city was incorporated, that the city was a county seat. Um, you know, a lot of useless information that the guy had on his flyer that the retailers could care less about, right? He had the name of his shopping center in an LLC form. Um, who cares? So everything you put on your flyer, ask yourself a question. Is this important to the retailer? And if it is, put it on there. And if it's not, leave it off. Okay, so that is, there's some tips about what do you put on flyers. Uh, I hope you guys liked those. If you have any questions, certainly send them to me. And if you like uh, this Anchor podcast, uh, become a member and share it, which I would love. Thanks guys.